When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. The Colts added a very, very smart guy today to their football staff. Indiana added a smart guy to its basketball staff exactly one year ago today. Frank Reich had some things to say at the owners' meetings, the NFL owners' meetings that just defy belief. And Miles Turner, guess what? He's not going to play again this season, and that's cool by me. He's not going to be a pacer anymore. We know that, right? All right, this is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Monday, March 28th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson does great work. Give him a call. Great equipment, great mind, great ability to solve problems from a plumbing perspective because that's what you got when you call a plumber. You got problems. Call Jared, 765-610-8809. All right, hit subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Uh, John Fox is a defensive assistant now for the Indianapolis Colts. 67 years old, three stops as a head coach. He was with the Panthers. We remember that. was with the Broncos. Very successful with the Broncos, especially when he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. It's funny how that works out. And then head coach of the Chicago Bears, too. He's coming to the Colts. He's going to work with defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Put this thing on wheels. Get this defense right once and for all. Looking forward to that. This defense, a lot of people talk about how good the defense was. I don't see it that way. I see the defense as being complicit in the complete meltdown of that team in the 2021 season. Wentz and defense. There you go. The two reasons they lost the final two games and didn't go to the playoffs. They do generate a lot of turnovers, though, and that's an awfully good thing. Would Teron Matthew really look good in a Colts uniform or what as a safety? Yes. The answer is yes. He would look really, really good. Frank Reich spoke to uh, members of the media down at the NFL owners meeting, and, and it's just hilarious to me. Um, Frank Reich never kicks at anybody, never throws anybody under the bus. I guess he's to be applauded for that. But what he says occasionally just is so incredible that you then can't really believe anything that he says. This goes back to Jacoby Brissett when he said Jacoby Brissett could be a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. That was crazy talk. Everybody in the room at the moment he said it kind of looked at each other like, huh, Really? What's he looking at? What's he looking at with Carson Wentz? Says, he says this, I really believe Wentz can be a top 10 quarterback. They're getting a highly intelligent player who processes a lot of information quickly. 
They are getting a guy who physically is a prototype NFL quarterback. Here's what clever guys do, and make no mistake, while he might be full of it, he's a clever guy, Frank Reich is. You say something that you know to be false, you know stretches the boundary of, again, credulity, and then you say something that is patently true, right? But first, you say the thing that's kooky. Then you say the thing that is true, and that saying that true thing, following the nutty thing with the true thing, kind of gives credibility to the nutty thing, right? So that's what he said. They said he said they're getting a highly intelligent player who can process a lot of information quickly. This is factually untrue. There is no basis in fact whatsoever for that statement, given the way Carson Wentz played this year. He just doesn't process information quickly. He holds onto the ball way too long. He goes through reads way too long. He focuses, laser focuses on one receiver way too long. There's no processing of a lot of information quickly or slowly. Very little processing whatsoever. But then he follows it up saying that he's a prototypical NFL quarterback physically, which is absolutely true. 6'5", 235, he has all the attributes you want physically in a quarterback. So because you follow the nutty with the sane, then you kind of figure that the sane sort of conveys credibility upon the nutty. That's kind of clever. But we don't fall for it because we're a little bit smarter than that, right? We know what Carson Wentz was, and Washington is going to find out what he is and and what they should have known that he was, just like we should have when it was the the Eagles, right? Eagles fans told us, said, hey, here's the deal. He's going to hold on to the ball too long. He's going to do crazy things. He's going to look good for stretches. He's going to run the football effectively, but he's going to do things that are going to get you beat and not do a lot of other things that could get you wins. Yep, 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 yep. Eagles fans, really, really smart. They had it nailed. Now we get to say the same thing to those who are fans of the Washington Commanders. So there you go. Um, But that's kind of what he had to say. Uh, He said that Matt Ryan was not on the Colts' radar when they dealt it Wentz. I'm not sure about that. You, You can't trade a starting quarterback and then not have in your mind uh, at least a list of three or four, hey, let's call and see about these guys. You had to know because of the numbers, right, the salary cap number for Matt Ryan, that he was going to be available on some level even before the dalliance with Deshaun Watson. You know, and so because of that, he should have been on the radar because of the salary cap information. Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, uh, you, you've got other guys who are obviously on the radar as well, but Matt Ryan certainly was on the radar. Again, Matt Ryan, or Frank Reich just talks. He just says stuff, and, and people don't hold him accountable for nuttiness because he's a head coach, and what are you going to do? Frank, Frank, why do you keep telling us this stuff? We know this isn't true. Please just be honest with us. No, you ask a question, you accept the answer, and you move on to the next question. All right. One year ago today, Mike Woodson named the head coach at Indiana Basketball. It was a cause for celebration among IU fans who have been vigilant in hoping for 
a former IU guy, a player or coach with tethers back to Bob Knight coming back to Indiana and enforcing some kind of level of basketball that, that makes us believe we're watching Indiana. That's what Indiana fans wanted from anybody. They got Mike Woodson. So one year in, what do you think of Mike Woodson and the job that he's done, the results that he's provided as the head coach of the Hoosiers? I'd give him a B minus. Before last week, when Dane Fife was jettisoned, I'd have given him a solid B. Look, he went out, and look what they lost. They lost a lot of guys. Hunter, Franklin, Durham, right? I'm missing somebody. But they lost those three guys. Those were three important pieces of the puzzle. Goners, right? And you go out and you pick up some scraps off the transfer portal. Not scraps, but you know what I mean. You, you, you need to plug some holes. And they did. And we'll talk about the transfer portal in a minute. But they went out and got guys. They held together the recruiting class, which wasn't terribly dynamic. It was just Logan Duncan. And then you went out and got Tamar Bates when he decommitted from Texas. And all of a sudden, things kind of came together. You go to the NCAA tournament. You win a tournament game, even though it was just a play-in game. You win 21 games. You win nine Big Ten games. So you got some things done. You checked some boxes. And the recruiting class that they've got coming in this year C.J. Gunn was part of an Archie Miller commitment, right? But the other guys, pretty good job. You know, you, you've got guys coming in you feel pretty good about. You, you've got Jalen hood Shafino, You've got Caleb Banks. And, and then, again, Gunn. And maybe you're going to pick up something else. But you've got three true freshmen coming in. And hopefully, uh, you have three going out, whoever it is. Uh, Finnessy, Durr. Those guys are both in the portal. You've got two others in the portal as well. None really dynamic guys that you're going to altogether miss. But if they do leave, then it, you know what? As long as you've got guys like Geronimo. Geronimo stays. Bates stays. Maybe Duncan stays. Galloway, Leal, Johnson. Trace Jackson Davis stays maybe. Race Thompson you got a crew coming back and then being augmented with a recruiting class that you feel pretty good about. So I'd give Mike Woodson a B minus. I'm giving A's only with a championship, only with a banner-worthy moment. And that's not a Sweet 16. Although Sweet 16 would have been nice. You don't get an A for a Sweet 16 in Indiana, despite the fact that they haven't been to an Elite Eight since 2002 or a Final Four or a National Championship game. Right? So, but still, this is Indiana. And we're not short-circuiting. And we're not going to uh, reconfigure our expectations for that program. I'm just not going to do it. Indiana's got to win. That means going to Final Fours. That means winning a national championship once in a while. It means winning a Big Ten. And it means playing pretty well in the Big Ten tournament, which they did this time around. They won two games. I would like to see next year. Here's what I'd like to see. And here's what gets you another B, all right? You uh, win 12 games in the Big Ten. You begin play in the Big Ten tournament on Friday because if you don't, it's really hard to win in the NCAA tournament. You're a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. You go to at least the Sweet 16, and you establish Indiana again as a blue blood. And then you got to put together 
that 2023 class in a way where you don't ever need to think about the transfer portal again. We don't like the transfer portal. Don't want to deal with the transfer portal people because somehow or another, they're running away from something. And you don't win with people who run. You win with people who stay and fight. So recruit them, keep them, win with them. The transfer portal, and I'm writing uh, about this at KentSterling.com, it's a necessary tool, but it should only be a tool of last resort for unhappy basketball players. They should be really unhappy. And you think of the women's basketball team at Illinois a few years ago, Kansas State, I think a year or two before that. This is, this is why the portal exists. I have got to get out of here because this situation is so utterly toxic that I can't survive it. My love for basketball has been obliterated. I've got to go something else. That's what it should be. Not, you know what? I'm not really happy with my minutes. And so I'm going to throw my name out there and I'm going to see what bounces back. Who picks up the phone and asks about me? That's what I'm going to do. That is not, for me, a, a legitimate use of the transfer portal. Parents, kids who use the transfer portal that way, you're going to get what you deserve. Listen, the ability to answer adversity, that's what you get out of athletics. You, you learn that. You develop a tolerance for it so that when you go out into the professional world and you're raising a family, you've got a wife or a husband and you've got kids and you've got to put food on the table and work flat sucks. If you go through it in college, you're going to be able to withstand the rigors of that in adulthood. That is the beauty of college basketball and college athletics. You learn to deal with that, and you learn work ethic. And work ethic is going to sustain you through a lot of adversity and forestall a lot of adversity. So the transfer portal, it's, a, it's the last port in a storm. All right, that's what it is, and it ought to be used thusly. Uh, Miles Turner, he's out for the rest of the season for the Pacers. Who thought he was going to play? So, Miles Turner out because I think he enjoys watching basketball more than he likes playing it. I hate to say that, but I think that that's true. T.J. Warren, he's out, as we know, for the rest of the season. I see no point in playing Malcolm Brogdon through the last seven games of the season. Pacers are at home tonight at Gainbridge Fieldhouse against the Atlanta Hawks, who are a straight 500 team, 37-37. and The Pacers have lost twice as many as they've won. They are 25 and 50. They should not win another game. If they don't win another game, you are at worst the fifth worst team in the NBA, and you have a hell of a shot at the top pick, top three picks. You got a good chance, almost as good a chance as the worst team. You don't want to fall any farther than fifth. I love where the Pacers are at. In two years, we're going to be talking about how good this is, how good this franchise is, how good that young roster is, and how they project toward perhaps a championship run. That's two years away. We're going to have to wait, and we're going to have to get lucky in the draft lottery, but how much fun is it that the draft lottery is going to mean something this time, and the Pacers almost certainly are going to draft in the single digits for the first time since they took George McLeod back in 1989, for God's sake. I can't wait 
for the draft lottery and see where the Pacers are going to pick. Colts, they got to take a wide receiver. We talked about that this morning. Tight end, fourth or fifth round. The guy out of Ohio State, we know that. Uh, yeah, Turner, Turner's got to go. Right, Miles Turner's got to go. I, you know what? Go enjoy yourself and enjoy being a CEO of your own company down the road. But as far as basketball in the state of Indiana, Miles, it's been fun. Enjoyed it, but you got to go. We've seen him in a Pacers uniform for the last time.